Let us pray. Father, although until we meet you in heaven, we will not fully grasp or understand what Jesus did for us on the cross. As we look into this reading from Matthew 27, open our hearts, strengthen those who believe, encourage those who are repentant, and soften the hearts of those that still do not know Jesus. And we pray this in his glorious name. Amen. Matthew 27, verse 33. And they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. They offered him wine to drink, mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. When they arrived at that hill of crucifixion, Jesus would have been weak from the trauma of whipping with lashes embedded with metal balls to bruise the muscles and sharp bones to shed the skin through to the ribcage. The ensuing blood loss would have made his body craving for liquid to replace the lost fluid. But he refused the wine mixed with gall. Mark says myrrh, for the mixture was usually offered to deaden the pain of what had happened and what was about to happen. He refused as he still had to ment be mentally alert to pray for those who were persecuting, Luke 23, verse 34, to bring the repentant thief into his kingdom, Luke 23, verses 39 to 43, and to give to John the responsibility to care for Jesus' mother, John 19, verses 25 to 27. They crucified Christ at 9 a.m. By driving nails through the wrists to the cross being wide enough apart to lead to the dislocation of the soldiers, uh, shoulders, then lifting it into place on the vertical and driving nails through the ankles. For three hours, as he lifted himself to be able to breathe and to minister to those he loved, the persecutors, the repentant thief, his mother and disciple, he endured the mocking of the crowds around him, the same ones that wanted to install him on the throne of Israel a week earlier. Verse 39, And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. The same scribes and Pharisees that had demanded a sign from Jesus in Matthew 12, 38, and again a sign from heaven in Matthew 16, 1, despite all the wonders and words he had provided during his ministry, 
now said in verse 32, uh, 42, he saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. Luke in chapter 23 says even the squad of Roman soldiers mocked him, saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. All three groups were self-congratulating themselves that by this crucifixion, they had rid themselves of a false messiah, a threat to their positions in society, a threat to the Roman Empire. They were responsible for putting Jesus on that cross, but not for the reasons they thought, nor were they alone in that responsibility. Jesus went to the cross voluntarily, in his own will, in obedience to God's will. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. That's John chapter 10, verses 17 to 18. And then there was the sign from heaven. From noon to 3 p.m., the three hours when the sun is at its highest in the sky, at its brightest, its hottest, there was no light. All three synoptic gospels record three hours of darkness. Can we fully grasp this concept? When the sun goes down at dusk, we have moonlight and maybe starlight. But this was a state of total lack of light. The creator of light had withdrawn his creation. For those three hours, Jesus absorbed the sins of those in the crowd, the Jewish leaders, the Roman soldiers, my sins, your sins, yes, even your sins, that actually nailed him to the cross. For three hours, he absorbed the physical pain, the mental anguish, the spiritual separation of receiving those sins. Jesus, who is the light of the world, was in the darkness that separates the sinner from God's presence. For that brief time in eternity, he felt separated from the other two persons of the Godhead, that is why, about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, verse 46. And then the sunlight returned. John 19, verse 28, And after this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, I thirst. The soldiers then gave Jesus some wine from a jar they used to fortify themselves on their long shifts at the cross. 
much like we might use a coffee or energy drink. In verse 30, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. What was finished? Our sins, the sins past, present, and future had been dealt with. Psalm 103, 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. The Greek word telelesteia means more than job completed, task complete, accomplished, but it is a word that you might find stamped on the bottom of an invoice, paid in full. There is nothing more to do. There was once a rather eccentric evangelist named Alexander Wooten, who was approached by a flippant young man who asked, what must I do to be saved? It's too late, Wooten replied, and went about his work. The young man became alarmed. Do you mean that it's too late for me to be saved? He asked, is there nothing I can do? Too late, said Wooten. It's already been done. The only thing you can do is believe. What about you? Have you believed in Jesus and what he did on the cross to reconcile you with God? Are you still struggling to be good enough on your own merit for God? Are you determined you don't need God in your life and willing to deal with the consequences? John 12, verses 44 to 49. And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. Psalm 103 verses 10 to 13. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our inequities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Let us pray. Father, we ask forgiveness for the sins that we have committed against you. 
knowing that if we come to you, you will forgive us and put them as far away from us as east is from west. So that we may serve and worship you with hearts of freedom, hearts of love. Father, we pray that for those amongst us who are seeking you, let them find you. And in finding you, let them know you. And in knowing you, let them have peace. Father, we pray for those with hardened hearts still. We ask your Holy Spirit to soften their hearts that they too might come to know the love of God. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.